Coming up on today's podcast. Who are the ten virgins? Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the uh, of the Lamb of God. And we're the invited guests and we're the bride. Where well, you're either invited or you're the bride. 2,000 years of tradition. Charisma Podcast Network presents Pastor Larry Huck as he reveals God's prophetic plan for Israel, the Jews and Christians, and shares the historic, biblical, and spiritual reasons for standing with Israel. Now, here's Larry Huck. Jeremiah 3:14. Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. Now that word married there is the word eshurin which means I am engaged to you. Now remember, remember from the very beginning, God said, I'm engaged. When you're engaged to someone, you are married to them. But it's the betrothal. It's not the ceremony yet. The ceremony's coming right here. The engagement took place with Abraham, with Moses. Was Mary a virgin? Yet you read where it says, Joseph, her husband. Well, is she, is she a virgin or is she married? She was engaged. Have we replaced Israel as the chosen of God? No. And we haven't replaced Israel as the bride. God's engaged to her. But there's a wedding, percept, wedding uh, uh, reception that's going to take place real soon. And you and I are preparing that. Return, O backslidden children of Israel, for I am married, engaged to you, betrothed to you. Isaiah 54, 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. Once again, betrothed. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Lord will call you back as you were a wife deserted. What did Paul say? They've been set aside in part for a while. As a wife deserted, distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to to seem to be rejected, say, your God, for a brief moment I abandon you. But with deep compassion, I will bring you back. Engaged. God engaged himself, betrothed himself. But through this period, he said, it looks like I abandoned you, but I I go to my father's house. I'm preparing a place for you too. That's about to take, that's what we're seeing happen right now. This is almost there. It's almost there. Go to Hosea. Hosea chapter 2, verse 16. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband. And I no longer will call you and no longer call me my master. For I will take from her the mouth the names of Baals, and they shall remember by their name no more. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts in the field, the birds of the air, with the creeping things of the ground, the bow, the the sword, the battle, and I will shatter the earth. Once you're engaged, you are married. 
And God has not written a divorce to her. It seems like she's been forsaken for a while, but that's what Paul said. That's for our sake. So that the gospel would leave Jerusalem and go to the whole world. But he said, I will come back for you. When's he coming back for her? 95% of the prophecies concerning Israel, the land, the people, the Messiah, everything start right here and end right here at the wedding supper of the Lamb. And then where do you see what happens here? So when this happens, the two, the two witnesses rise up and say, you know what? Those Christians were right. Jesus is the Messiah. But the Antichrist will have them killed. But out of them being killed, they'll rise up again. And 144,000. So we have the father. We have the bridegroom. We have the bride who is Israel. We have the invited guests, which are us. But we have one other part of the wedding that we haven't addressed. We have the ten virgins. Right? Who are the ten virgins? Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the, uh, of the Lamb of God. And, and we're the invited guests and we're the bride. Well, you're either invited or you're the bride. If you're the bride, you're not invited. Oh, look, I'm invited to celebrate me. 2,000 years of tradition. Look, I've never seen so many people going through their Bibles in one service than you are right now. Trust me, we went through them all. And you look it up. It's an analogy. The bride of Christ is an analogy. That's it. But we've accepted it as scripture. Israel is the bride of Christ. So you have, you have the bride and you have guests. We're the invited guests. But then we have the ten virgins. Now, I've preached and I've heard it preached that the ten virgins are the bride. Well, this is... This is either the luckiest groom in the world or the stupidest one in the world. <laughs> We're having a wedding up here. You've got the, the man performing or the woman performing the wedding. You've got the groom, the bride. Who else is up here? Bridesmaids. Groomsmen. The ten virgins are the bridesmaids. The bridesmaids were the ones who would be Tending the bride. I won't get into the groomsmen. The groomsmen are the ones who comes and blows the shofar and shouts the bridegroom comes. But the bride, everything is, everything is ready. Everybody knows it's ready. And the bride is in her bridal chamber. Okay? And the party, the wedding reception, starts before the bride and the bridegroom get there. Now, in our weddings, we have the wedding, and then we have the reception, and then we have the honeymoon. It's not the way it worked in Israel. In Israel, they had, they had the engagement. They're married. He goes to prepare a place. They sign a contract. And then when the father says it's time, they go and get the bride. They, they, if the village is close, you know, across the hill, then she, is, she knows that it's almost time. The groom is with the groomsmen, and they're doing the groomsmen things, and they're celebrating, and they're doing this stuff. 
The bride is in her chamber, and the bridesmaid are in a room next to the bride. And the bridesmaids fall asleep because the groom's delaying his coming. And so all of a sudden, the groomsmen blow the shofar at night, usually at midnight, remember we taught that, blow the shofar and shout, the bridegroom cometh, and the bridesmaids wake up. They wake up, and they go and they get their lamps and their, the, to light. But some of them didn't bring enough oil. Because what happens is, is that when the bride comes out and meets the bridegroom, then the bridesmaids and the groomsmen all lift up their lamps, and they make a procession of their light shining through the streets to go to the father's house. Sometimes she's in, sometimes they're carrying her, sometimes they're in a, in a carriage, or sometimes they're walking, but their lights are shining. This is why the five foolish virgins say to the five wise, give us some of your oil. We're out. And they said, we can't give you lest we run out. What do you mean run out? If the bridegroom came and that's the end of it, your light's lit. But they got to go from this world to the father's house. And they got to make sure they got enough oil to keep their lights going. When they get to the father's house, the last procession comes in and they shut the door. And this is where the five foolish come and say, let us in. They said, we can't. The door shut. While the party's going on, the bridegroom is the Messiah. The bride is Israel. The bride and the bridegroom go away for sometimes seven days. See, a a wedding reception didn't last one day. It lasted a week. What was the first miracle Jesus did? Where did he do it at? Wedding supper of Cana. On what day did he do it? Third day. Mary comes to him and said, they're out of wine. Well, man, they've been partying third day, three days. Let them go home. (laughs) No, they still got four more days. At the end of the seven days, the bride and the bridegroom, Israel and the Messiah, show themselves. And all all of the friends of the bridegroom and the bride rejoice. The father is the king. Jesus is the bridegroom. Israel is the bride. We're the invited guests. But who are the friends of the groom and the friends of the bride? If you're getting married and you're the bride, all the people sitting out here are your friends, right? But who are the ones standing next to you? Your best friends. We're the virgins. We're the ones who are, you and I, and many others now around the world, are friends of Israel. We're Israel's best friends. This ministry was nominated as one of the top 50 most influential people in the world last week to Israel. In the world. We're, we're the friends of the bride. We're not just guests. Now, being a guest is great. It's wonderful. Being a guest is the blessed are the, write this down, blessed are those who are invited. And and the world is invited. But there's some of us that get to sit at the wedding table. Come on. Right? Come on. Some of us get to sit at the wedding table. 
And so the message in this, while the blowing of the shofar with the birth pangs, is that if you got if you became a part of this ministry or you began to follow this ministry, you go, you're right. Pastor, you're right about Israel. You're right about the nation of Israel. And and I didn't get to show you all the scriptures, but God says not only are the people, the Jewish people, my bride, the land of Israel is my bride. The land itself is my bride. You think about the promises of God, the land of Israel being returned. We're, you know, we fight for the undivided Israel. But if you look at a map, the land that God gave Israel includes not just Israel, includes Jordan and Syria and, and all that. When will that happen? Folks, that's going to happen. That's going to happen right here. That's going to happen right here. The prophecies of Israel are being fulfilled right before our eyes. And the thing I want you to understand is, is that we're going to be able to sit. If we stay faithful to God... If we stay faithful to the bridegroom and the bride, we're part of the body of Christ. Jointly fit together. Don't let your oil run out. Because we are so close to the wedding reception. I mean, it's happening every day. Friends of Israel, partners with Israel. It's happening every day. God says to us, wake up. Even though you love the Lord, you're part of the bride. And you love the bride. Or you're part of the bridegroom and you love the bride. Wake up. Don't let your oil run out. Now's not the time. Now's the time to hear the shofar. Now's the time to wake up and say, you know what? I need to get back in serving God. I need to get back in standing with the nation of Israel. I need to get back in helping with Aliyah. I need to get back in standing with the Holocaust survivors. I need to get back in Tikkun Olam making the world a better place. I will bless those who bless Israel. Well, that's unlimited. But someday for you and I, who stand with the nation of Israel because of Jesus, though you and I who stand with the nation of Israel, we won't just be the invited guest. We're going to be at the wedding supper table. This is a shadow. Someday that really is going to happen, and we're closer than we think. But I believe in all my heart, the shadow is the same thing as the real thing, only it's temporary. I believe this next year, if we'll dedicate ourselves to God, to Jesus, and to Israel, dedicate, serving him, we're going to be sitting at the, the wedding supper table all this year, and it's going to be the best year of my life and your life so far. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? Stand with me all over the building. The replacement theology is what caused the Holocaust. It's what caused the Inquisitions. It's what's caused the pogroms. It's what cause, has caused the death of millions and millions and millions and millions of Jewish men, women, and children throughout history. Caused the death because they're the Christ killers and we've replaced them. Replacement theology came because Israel was never a nation, could never become a nation. It's never happened. But in 1948... It happened exactly the way God said. They made up replacement theology. They made it up. Well, just think, if the church world acknowledges what the scriptures say. Go, I, I know you're going to go study. There are, there are scriptures that we can, 
I think I'm the bride. But there's nowhere in the scripture says we are. But over and over again, God says, let me show you my bride. Let me show you my bride. It's Jerusalem. No, it's me. But just think, if the church had to acknowledge that Israel is the bride, that Israel is the bride, then they can, nobody in the church can ever say, we've replaced them. But we are invited. And we don't want to miss this opportunity. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm, I'm nine minutes over, but I'm going to take two more minutes. If you're here right now and you say, Pastor Larry, I want to be invited to the wedding supper. You can't get in without the garment. You can't get in without the garment. But that garment is the blood of Jesus and him paying the price for us. That's the price of admission. You don't want to miss this. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You say, Pastor Larry, would you remember me in prayer? I want to accept or rededicate my life to Jesus. Slip your hand up and hold it there just for a moment. I see that hand, 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 that hand. Just keep it up, please. That hand, 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 that hand. That hand, 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 that hand. Anybody else waving at me just putting it up? That hand, I'm sorry, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. God bless you. That hand, God bless you. That hand, God bless you. Give these people a great big clap offering. Amen. We're gonna pray. But let me say this. Understanding that Israel is the bride of Christ does not lessen us. The angel said, write this down. These are the true sayings of God. Blessed are those who are invited. But, 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 Pastor, Israel has not accepted the Messiah. They're still married. But something's about to happen. Do you know more, by, more books have been written by rabbis in the last three and a half years about Jesus than in the history of the world? In the history of the world? You know why? Because you and I, as the, the ten virgins, we're giving them a Jewish Jesus. We're close to the end. And our best is yet to come. Let's lift our hands up. Let's say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know I've sinned. We've all sinned. But I know this. You love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to pay the price in full for all my sin. Right now, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my savior i declare every curse is reversed and every blessing is released not someday but today in jesus name amen and amen 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Standing with Israel with Pastor Larry Huck. Learn more about Larry Huck Ministries, the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith, and how to give a gift today to support and bless the Jewish people at lhmpodcast.org. That's lhmpodcast.org. Or call 1-800-204-6545. That's 1-800-204-6545. Your prayers and generous support are making a difference and helping us to repair a broken world. Join us next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.